Hello and welcome to One Star Bazaar. We review the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. This week is another Molly's mini-sode, and I'm going to talk about Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island. It was directed by Jeff Wadlow, written by Christopher Roach and Jillian Jacobs, released in theaters of Valentine's Day 2020, starring Austin Stowell, Charlotte McKinney, Evan Evagora, Jimmy O. Yang, Kim Coates, Lucy Hale, Maggie Q., Michael Pena, Michael Rooker, Parisa Fitzhenley, Portia Doubleday, Robbie Jones, and Ryan Hansen. This movie has a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 21% on Metacritic, and has been liked by 61% of Google users. The synopsis is, in Bloomhouse's new spin on Fantasy Island, the enigmatic Mr. Rourke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. The reviews are overwhelmingly negative, and of the critics who did see it, no one, not one, gave it a positive review. So these are the most generous I could find. Jake Wilson of The Age Australia said that there's a degree of strain and tedium in the effort to convince us the story ultimately makes sense. Perhaps Wadlow's next project, Magic 8-Ball, will be his breakthrough. For the moment, however, his fantasy of making a good movie remains unfulfilled. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. A.A. Dowd of A.V. Club said, Thriller framework aside, Fantasy Island probably works best as a comedy, at least when it's not trying to be one. Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times <laughs> shockingly gave it a... wasn't was not cruel because he has been in the past. He said, The only thing more insane and contrived than the big reveal is the epilogue, which contains not one, but two maddeningly bizarre developments that are beyond strange and inconsistent, even for a movie that's been strange and inconsistent all along. So this is not the first Bloomhouse movie I have reviewed in a minisode. Last season, I did cover Bloomhouse's Truth or Dare, and... Lucy Hale is apparently the poster girl for Bloom House, so she's in this as well. And, you know, everyone's acting in this movie is fine. There's nobody who necessarily drags it down. I think everyone is doing a perfectly serviceable job. The story in this movie is, overall, it's confusing. There, especially with the bizarre developments, as Richard Roper called them. So yeah, you have these five people who come to the island. Supposedly, they have won a contest. Very, um, I still know what you did last summer-esque. And so they're there, they think, to live out their wildest fantasy in exchange for positive reviews on social media. Which, come on. So, <laughs> so as they get their their wishes and their fantasies to come true, you know, it seems like it's like a monkey's paw situation where maybe this isn't as great as I thought, or this isn't exactly what I had in mind. And it's fine. There's, there's weird little, um, I don't know if you want to call it like foreshadowing or like little snippets that kind of pop up that 
are really confusing and don't make sense until the end. But it wasn't terrible. It's easy enough to follow along. So I was engaged throughout this entire movie. There was never a point where I was bored. I was interested in seeing where the stories were going to go for these people. They did kind of do a little Games of Thronesian sort of, I'm going to bounce around to these five. So instead of like seeing one person's story from start to finish and then moving on to the next person, it was, okay, let's see what this character is doing. Okay, now let's go over here and see what this character is doing. And it does make sense in a way because eventually all of the storylines sort of converge. So um, you've got, okay, here's what's happening now. Here's what's happening now. And they're all leading up to this moment where, a lot of the characters run into each other and they're all in the same place at the same time. So that kind of builds up, I think is something the movie did do well. And it, I mean, it really does pull you in. I, I was invested in the story. I was invested in the characters for the most part. I thought it was entertaining enough. So when you get to the end of the movie, um, there's a, a few people who make, kind of hard decisions and choose to make sacrifices for the greater good. And I'm not going to lie. I got a little misty eyed. I definitely cried at the end of this movie (laughs) in like a, Oh, that's sad, but that's nice kind of way. Like it was kind of uplifting at the end in a way. So I, I mean, I definitely think they're trying to set it up for like a sequel or something, or maybe that was just a little like, you know, Easter egg nod for people, but it kind of seems like it was supposed to be, oh, maybe there'll be a Fantasy Island 2, which there was a made-for-TV one starring the TV show characters called Return to Fantasy Island, so maybe we'll get that here. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing this story again. Um, Michael Pena does a fantastic job, I think, as Mr. Rourke. He's he's tied to the island and is just as much a victim, I think, as everybody else. And it's kind of a little bit, it's a little um, Lost-ish in a, in, if you remember Lost with like the smoke monster and Jacob and all of that, how they were tied to the island. He's essentially tied to the island as well. So it was... Um, yeah, it wasn't a strange concept. It was perfectly fine. And obviously it's based on a TV show from the 70s. So I'm sure those storylines have been used many times since the 70s. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I can see why critics hated this movie. I, it is a little, the little twisty bits do seem to come out of nowhere. But at least there's, like answers by the end of the movie I didn't feel that anything was left unexplained or there weren't a lot of things where I just got to the end of it and just didn't know what happened because I I do know what happened here I I watched a movie um just like last month where I was tweeting and I finished it I still have no idea what happened at the end like it did not explain well enough for me to grasp what had actually happened throughout the course of the movie here. I don't have that problem. Um, that movie was called play or die by the way. So if you understand what happened at the end of play or die, please let me know. I've searched the internet and I still don't know. So 
please help. So yeah, Fantasy Island, I I don't know. I think it was not that bad. I, I know I tend to like garbage movies and that's something that I'm comfortable with. I'm fine with it. I think a lot of you that I follow on Twitter and a lot of film critic friends really hated it and I I get that but for someone like me who loves cheesy horror movies and honestly I really don't feel like this is a horror movie it has a couple like slasher sort of moments but really it's more of a like a mystery thriller I would say there's a couple of things that are spooky and a couple of things that are you know, supernatural and that there's things that don't necessarily die and there's things that like come back to life, but it's still not that random when you're in a world where literally anything is possible. This island promises to make all your dreams come true and fulfill your deepest desire basically. And they get what they wish for. It's just... (laughs) It's a little different than they thought. I'm not going to say go out to the movies and go see Fantasy Island and try to prevent it from being in theaters for just a week and a half or however short it will be. I think it's a perfectly acceptable, you know, streaming filler movie that does just a fine job of entertaining you for the time that you're watching it. I, yeah, I didn't hate it. Does it deserve to be as completely panned and like, does it deserve the complete thrashing it received from critics? I don't necessarily think so. I think they were unnecessarily harsh. There's plenty of good in this movie. You see people who, if given the opportunity, make the right choice. So... You know, in the end, even though the island gives in to this selfish idea of you get to do whatever it is that you want and everything is about you, these people find those moments to be selfless and help others and do what's best for the greater good. And it's kind of refreshing, I think. I didn't mind it. (laughs) So... (laughs) Definitely feel free to tell me I'm wrong, but I, it wasn't that bad. I've seen way worse for sure. Like I have seen worse movies and this is not one of them. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of One Star Bazaar. As always, you can reach out on social media at One Star Bazaar to let us know what you think or what you'd like us to review next. Please rate and review. It it really does let us know that you're listening and we love seeing your feedback. We do take it to heart. Constructive criticism or just nice comments are <laughs> always appreciated. Jonathan will be back next week. So please listen to our guest appearance on Everything I Learned from Movies for Alien versus Predator. Because next week, we are going to find out if Jonathan got his wish in the sequel, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Join us then.